This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 252 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Benefab Products. Pan from Malvern, Pennsylvania. And this is Regina Crisco from Sand Lake, New York. And you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show, brought to you this week by the United States Para Equestrian Association. And we also have our producer, Glenn, with us. Hi, Glenn. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I'll tell you, Hope, uh, it's good to hear your voice on here. Apparently, Lindsay, who normally does this, is in the world of sickness. So Yeah, poor Lindsay can't talk. <laughs> you know, I don't know if she's on the call listening, but um, we hope that she gets better real soon. She uh, And you know that Lindsay's passing up a chance to come on the show. She truly can't talk. So, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> you know, and it's really tough being sick and being pregnant, and you can't really take much medicine, so you got to kind of suffer through. So we all feel really bad for Lindsay and hope she's feeling better real soon. It's going around, though, because I lost about four guests this week due to laryngitis and that the illness that's going around. So, uh, oh, I was worried about Regina. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a I have a uh, just a simple cold, but sometimes you start like coughing. But so far, so good. I'll keep the cough button ready, okay? Oh, excellent! Thank you very much. I oh, got a big thing of water here, so you're welcome. <laughs> well, guys, you have some terrific guests planned for today. We're going to talk. We do something a little different, aren't we? We're going to talk to trainers and riders at the same time today. Yeah, we thought we put a spin on it. So we have uh, Jim Cawford coming up with uh, Mary Jordan, and then we also have Heather Blitz coming up with Ann. Is it Peavy? Um, it's a- Annie Peavy. Annie Peavy. Okay, so Which we're going to hear. hear a young rider, and I'm so excited about this year because this last competition featured um, several new young riders uh, in the power world, which, I mean, they had fabulous horses, all of them. And they're coming up the ranks fast. So, what did happen last week? What, were you, what, what, are, you, what are you referring to? Well, um, it, it was the start of our 2014 season and WEG qualifier. That's the World Equestrian Games, which will be um, in Normandy, France, with all the other disciplines uh, the end of this summer. So, uh, we competed um, a three phase event. Uh, with the uh, team test, the in- individual championship test, and the freestyle event over a three-day weekend last week in um, Wellington at the Global Dressage uh, Festival. And, uh, you know, it, it was just a, a fantastic event, fantastic venue. Uh, the weather was perfect. We couldn't ask for better. Better. I just felt so guilty leaving everybody in the snow up north. I bet you did. Um, <laughs> and I suffered, yeah, I was heartbroken. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Really, we, you know, we cried every night, right, Regina? <laughs> yeah, cried. Yes, into our after-show drinks. <laughs> so it was a fabulous, fabulous time. I think we had between uh, the United States and Canada. Over yep. 20 uh, para riders and 25 horses, I believe, and it was a busy, busy weekend. It was one of the largest um, para dressage shows since we started. 
Well, now, did yeah. so you were down there at the same time as the uh, festival was going on, so it wasn't yeah. just you guys. The, the able-bodied riders were riding, too, so they, that your riders got to experience a very busy, very crowded uh, environment. Very, very busy, and that was during that March 12th through the 16th. A lot was going on. And that's good, because yeah, that's what they experience when they end up going to WEG. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it mimics the um, whole environment, which is, that's why it's a wonderful venue to really, you know, showcase and come out and get that experience. Yeah, because your horses right, are a little fruitier, they're they're more up, they're more excited, there's just more going on, and the riders are too, and that's, you know, if you don't have that experience at the big shows, uh, before you go to WAG, boy, you get there, it's like, wow. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, that is for sure. And there was yeah. actually three shows going on at the Global Festival. We had our uh, Paris CDI. There was also a regular CDI, three-star or five-star, I can't remember, and a and national that- show. All go. It was like a big three-ring circus, so it, it was busy. How did, the, how did your riders handle it? They were great. We really didn't have any problem with the riders or the horses. It was amazing. Now, yeah, it was, a, it was a great weekend, wasn't it, Hope? Yeah, you know, we, you know, and it, it could get quite windy under that indoor beach lot. We had some, you know, Becca Hart's new horse, you know, wanted to test the waters out a little bit and it got a little scary, but Becca's, a, you know, a seasoned rider and she handled it well and uh, she was able to get back on track and, you know, did a great job the uh, next day and got the horse settled. You know, these these horses are not your your typical, you know, a lot of people think that we have low-key horses because they're power riders, but they're like any other horse. Um, your able body rider, you know, would feel honored to um, own, really. It Wait. was quite a display. That's good, because one of the problems, I, you know, I, I went through this with you guys uh, four years ago, if you remember right, Hope. We were, mm-hmm. we were, we were living this together. Uh, we yes. were doing the World Equestrian Games radio show for the 2010 World Equestrian Games, and uh, we actually did a fundraiser together and everything, and I got to meet everybody. It, it, one of the problems that you had back then was really having the quality of horses that you needed to compete on an international level, especially against the, the British. And it, uh, so would you say you're better off this time going into WEG qualifications and, and WEG coming in the fall than you were four well, years ago? Well, I don't know about better off. It's new. It's a very young, young group. Since the competition went own horse, and what that means, it's horse rider combination must qualify. It, it, it made everybody go out and say, whoa, we only have a year to go out there and find these quality animals. It's, it's, so it was a big challenge for the U.S. Explain, and, explain what you mean by that. So, well, what, what that means before, the riders were able to either borrow a horse, lease a horse, but qualify different horses. The riders themselves qualified for the event. Now, the actual horse rider combination must qualify at a qualifying CDI to be invited to the selection trial. So it makes it a little more difficult because you can't come up last minute with a horse and still make a team. Hmm. So you have to form a partnership. So we 
did a little bit of scrambling this year, so we really didn't know what we had until we got to Florida. It was a, a surprise package for most of us because we're, we're so spread out. We knew which riders, you know, acquired new mounts and all, so we were just as excited to see what the performance you know, was um, and what, how it turned out. So very pleased that a lot of riders did qualify for the selection trials. They had to obtain scores over 63% in one of the, either the team or individual. Regina, are there names that we're familiar with here on the show? Becca Hart qualified. Oh, yes, they are. Mary Jordan qualified. Mm-hmm. Sydney qualified two horses, and um, you know our Sydney's our youngest young rider, just turned. Oh yeah. And then we had a couple younger um, riders that we've never even met. They came like Katie Schumacher from Oklahoma. What was interesting uh, too, I thought, um, was that I've been around Para now for since the wag in 2010. But just seeing this group of people in Florida, I, I thought the quality of the horse was better. The the new riders coming in, and you know, I I don't think people realize when they get to the CDI like what a big deal it is. The national show can be stressful enough, uh, but a CDI is is uh, it's hard, and not everybody can get in and and do well their first time. And but boy, a lot of people that I talked to really learned a lot, and they're just hungry for more. They can't wait. Some people who didn't get their qualifying scores in Florida are taking their horses to California in two weeks for another qual- qualifying show. So it's just really um, fun to see people come out and try to do it and be successful or just keep trying. It's, they're tough. It's a tough crowd. The warm-up ring can be stressful high. at CDI. <laughs> it's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, these young people are going from the East Coast to West Coast, and so it's it's a challenge logistically and, you know, all the way around financially, so I commend them. All right, let's talk yeah, about let's too. talk about what happens next. So next we head to New Jersey for the uh for the selection trials, selection trials. and that will take place at Gladstone from June 2nd through the 5th. At the so on June 5th, will you know who then is uh who's going to be your team? Uh we should. Okay. And then they have on, uh, from that point until the fall to to really get prepared for this. And I assume then that you've got to fly the horses over and, and all that stuff, too. Yes, we do. Will they be heading over earlier and hit some competitions over there before WEG? Is that the goal? Or That's that's the plan. The chef, Kai Hunt, is the new chef to keep for the power team. His plan is to at least get over there three weeks early and... There's some two-star competitions that he would like to do just to get them, you know, in the mood and all working together. So now the one difference, too, between uh, this and the Olympics is in the Olympics, the, the, the Paris tend to compete after the main Olympics. Here, you're competing at the same time in the WEG. You're competing at the same time as all the other riders. So you're there. You're there with all other seven or eight disciplines, whatever it is. You're there with all of them at the same time. That adds a new dynamic to it, too, for you logistically and otherwise. Yeah, this will be the second time where, you know, the inaugural debut was at the WEG in um, Kentucky for 2010. So this will be our second time all together. And, uh, you know, 
that's a, exciting for the riders, all of us, really, to be there oh, in, yeah. in that atmosphere, you know, and be included. And the parties are better. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're fabulous. <laughs> they're fabulous. <laughs> I, um, Glenn, I was at Wagon two, uh, 2010 as a horse owner for Para. I had loaned my horse actually to another country because um, at the time nobody in the U.S. really needed a horse. So I kind of went into that, never had experienced anything like that and was in the guts of it. And it was just unbelievable with, I, I can't, I don't even know how many para riders from around the world were there, you know, a hundred and something, all the top riders from the world and just being in the guts of it. It was, it was so much fun and it was so neat. And, you know, it's such a great experience for anyone who, you know, burns the chance to be there. So it's quite exciting. Well, people are starting to be curious about the facilities at this point. Do you know what kind of facilities you're going to have in, in France? As far as the venue, I'm yeah. sure it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a challenge I hear is, you know, commuting. Uh, there's not a lot of in- infrastructure within the venue area, so we'll be driving, I think, a half hour or so or 45 minutes to get to the venue, but it's supposed to be beautiful, and um, we didn't do a site visit this time, so I'm waiting for the um, aerial view to come over the Internet. Hey, Hope, I think me and you should take a ride over there and uh, check it out. It's the least we can do for our country. (laughs) I volunteered us. We just need to find a place to stay. Uh, you know, and it is wine country, so I'd keep an eye on Regina. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll book our tickets tonight, Hope. <laughs> well, I am very excited about the prospects for you guys this year. I think Ellen? that it's, I think, uh, no, I'm not actually this time. We're, we're we're sitting this one out. You know, with 11 different shows now on the networks, a little different than when we, when we were at uh, WEG all those years ago. Uh, we had we had three or four shows, and now with eleven different shows and and two daily shows, it's it's getting tougher for me to get away for that period of time. Yeah, I don't know how you do it, Glenn. You need I, a I don't route. I don't know either, actually. <laughs> so, so wow, we figured we we're going to get reporters over there. We'll have people that are reporting in and doing interviews for us, and and Samantha from the Eventing Radio Show will be there. Uh, you know, uh, we'll have some dressage people there. So it. it uh, you know, we're going to get coverage from there. It's just that uh, I won't be there myself, and uh, I can't we're, be trusted we're in my country. Anytime. Okay, yeah, good, yeah. Help, just let us know. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely get reports sure. from you guys, for sure. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, that we'll do that. Yeah, we can do that anytime. Okay, good. Well, let's uh, get to your first guest, and we're going to take a break for our, our sponsor here, Benefab Products. Tell us about uh, Jim and Mary. Tonight is Mr. Jim Cofort, who is Mary Jordan's coach down in Florida. Jim has been immersed in the dressage community for the last 35 years. He has competed in the Grand Prix on six different mounts and has guided over 20 horses to FEI levels. He develops and trains his own horses and works with breeders to promote, train, and sell their young horses. Jim helps many top warm blood breeders by preparing their stallions for licensing and mares for performance testing. And with him today is our United States rider, Mary Jordan from Maine. Mary's been down in Florida this whole winter training with Jim, and they just had a a nice show this past weekend, and we're happy that Mary could take the time to uh, speak with us as well. Are you tired of treating your horse for soreness? Well, then be proactive. 
Benefab offers you and your horse a natural remedy to joint and muscle stiffness, inflammation, and circulatory deficiencies. Benefab offers a variety of innovative products, like saddle pads and polo wraps and quarter sheets for your horse, and socks and blankets for you. Simply ride in it or wear it and feel the difference Benefab's ceramic-infused products make. You can check them out online at BenefabProducts.com, or you can call them toll-free at 855-957-8378. Hi, Jim. It's Regina. Thank you for coming on our show today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. really appreciate it. Great. Um, so I just had learned that I understand that you um, knew Mary back when in her eventing days. Uh, where yeah, where did you and Mary compete together? Well, um, I, I know her actually from uh, the adult camp at, at GMHA uh, that I do every year. And um, so, you know, I've been familiar with her riding for, for years. Oh, that's great. How long ago was that, would you say, approximately? It's got to be over 10 years. Off and on, the wow. number of times I've been to camp, yeah. So, Jim, um, you have a good understanding where Mary's coming from as a fellow peer in the eventing world. How has this experience helped you coach Mary during her stay in Florida this uh, winter? Um, you know, Mary, when it comes to competition, she approaches it, um, uh, as she said, she's as serious as a heart attack. She is uh, <laughs> really, really gung-ho, really motivated, and, you know, understands, you know, fitness for the horses and fitness for the rider. And, um, and uh, again, having an experience in eventing really does uh, give you a, a sense of how to get a horse prepared for competition. Right, which is so important no matter what kind of competition you're, you're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh. Right. And did you find coaching a paradressage rider any more challenging than any of your other clients? Or was there any differences? Or do you think it's pretty much the same? Um, you know, I have uh, coached rider, para riders uh, before. And I, I think um, I don't. I, I don't really see um, everybody has their own um, sort of talents and limitations and and. I, I, it's not something that I consciously think about, um, you know, as an instructor and a coach, I'm trying to get the job done and trying to, um, uh, work with a rider to get the most they can from the horse. So it's not something that I think about and think, Oh, poor Mary, um, she can't do this. That's that, that wouldn't even enter my mind. You know, like I said, this is what needs to be done. And somehow between the two of us, we find a way to get it done. And, um, there's no, Oh, I feel sorry for you. Can't do it because you have a disability. That's that wouldn't even enter either one of our minds. It's just, we have to find a way to get it done. If we're struggling with the changes or the half pass or, or something, and you know, but I have to say, I work with so many riders that, um, you know, like I said, it, she's no different than any other rider I have. Um, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, it's just, it, we just put our heads together and figure out, uh, the, the best way to get the horse and the rider working together and, and doing what needs to be done. That's great. You know, I've heard similar um, replies from other coaches as well, other trainers, that they just want to train who's on the horse, and that's that's how it goes. So, mm-hmm. um, this was your, yeah, your first real exposure to the para dressage sport um, at the CDI level. Um, did you get a chance to see some of the other horse and rider com- combinations, and what was your overall impression of the um, the show? Um, I have to say, the level of horses was uh, really impressive. There were some super super horses. Uh, in the competition, and um, 
I mean, some of these guys were really, really well mounted. And so, like I said, it's just fun to see the level of competition. And, um, you know, these Raiders are really going for it and, uh, they're well mounted and well trained. And so, um, like I said, it's, 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 uh, certainly, uh, you know, for, for, for Mary and for myself, it's, it's, you got to put your best foot forward. You got to, you know, really deliver the goods because, um, yeah, <laughs> like I said, there's a lot of people riding at a high level. So, yeah, like it's, said, it's it pretty inspiring. good competition. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, I have a feeling some people uh, come to it and don't really realize what it is. And when, um, especially riders and they're new to pair, they come to the CDI and probably don't know what quite to expect. And it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, so, it really is. Yeah, what would you recommend other trainers like yourself? What would you recommend to them to get them more involved with paradisized uh, riders? And what would you tell them about your experience? Because we're always looking for new trainers and you know top level trainers as well. What would be your advice to them? Um, you know, you know, bottom bottom line is I would say for for the riders, just you know, they they need to seek out the coaches because you know it's 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 one of those uh, situations that um, you know no trainer is going to advertise that they also coach pair riders. I mean, it, it's one of those uh, situations where if, if there's a pair rider and they aren't interested in working with somebody, they, they need to um, um, step up to the plate and, and ask because, you know, most of the trainers like myself would love to be helpful and involved with the program, but, you know, just, you know, you, you don't really know how to get involved. So there's still a disconnect between the riders interested and uh, the trainers that would also like to be involved. Right. It seems like the, the riders need to come to the trainers. The trainers aren't coming to the riders um, in particularly, sure. but I, I think the, the bigger this gets and the more people who learn about it um, will show an interest and just want to be, be part of the program and, you know, the great yeah, people absolutely. who are the riders. Very good. Um, so, Mary, can I ask you, how did you like working with Jim this winter down in the nice uh, southern Florida weather? Oh, I had a great time working with Jim. It was really a breath of fresh air. Um, I was so happy to reconnect with him up in Vermont this summer. And um, I really consider myself very fortunate uh, to have the opportunity to, you know, come down um and spend spend the time in Florida with Jim and my cousin Jennifer made it possible uh, living eight miles away from the barn. So the planets kind of aligned and we had a great time training. That's great. That's great. And Mary, what um, what are your plans in the near future? We hear you have maybe some plans to uh, go across the pond. Yes, I'm actually speaking to you from an airport in Atlanta. Um, I'm coming back down to Florida. Uh, to train with Jim this week, and um, we will be training Sebastian, and we're also bringing another wonderful horse on board um, that was donated to us from uh, Catherine Haddad Stoller and Vincent Therapeutic Riding, which is just an incredible opportunity. So um, we're going to be in Florida for about a week, and then I fly to Paris, and um, we've got three shows scheduled, except we really won't be riding in the first one because of the flights and timetables, we want to allow the horse to have enough time to recover and things like that. So, um, pinch me. I, I can't really believe this is happening. <laughs> so, That's great. Very excited. 
Hey, Mary, this is Hope. Yeah, I, I was excited to get that news over the uh, telegraph. I mean, it happened so fast, and Catherine is, is excited about this new um, prospect. So I know you'll do us proud. Who's going to take care of uh, Sebastian while you're gone? Well, I'm putting him in the most capable hands I can think of, and that is with Jim. Um, and, uh, you know, Jim and Sebastian and I and uh, Kelly, Jim's assistant, um, we've had a, a, a great working partnership here. So it makes it a lot easier to to step away from one horse to get to know the other um, when, you, when you've got great people like that in your corner. So what's, what's Jim think of the um, prospect? These two horses are very different in both size and and temperament and all the way around so it's going to be quite a challenge campaigning both of these guys well um, i think it is um the the new horse is 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 quite different but um sebastian you know it, it's we we don't want to wait till sebastian is completely retired before mary is going to be moving on to another horse so there is there is some time when she'll have two horses to compete but I think it's necessary for her career to have a backup horse coming along um, behind Sebastian. So that was the reason yeah, for doing it. That. Um, that's great news, Jim. And uh, I know how much you or Mary really like Sebastian and he deserves the credit um, getting her this far. Well, uh, I know that Mary's at the airport. That's what the background noise is. So um, I don't want you to miss your connecting flight. Um, but I want to thank you for being on our show today. Thank you very, very much for the opportunity. And, um, Jim, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> great. And next up is Heather Blue from Wellington, Florida. Heather has extensive background in dressage, and, be- and she became famous with her horse Rambo that she began training as a 12-year-old. The pair showed at the CDI Grand Prix level throughout Florida and Massage at Devon where they placed third. Her current partner Paragon, an 18-hand Danish warm blood gelding bred at Oak Hill Ranch, is, is um, Heather's current wonderful guy that she has shown successfully all through the level. And, you know, Heather is about six foot two or three. She's very yes. tall. And if you take note, what Hope said, 18-hand Danish Hornblad is a huge behemoth of a horse. And oh, yeah. He is he just looks normal on it. Yes, exactly. I was going to say, <laughs> Heather looks like she belongs Crazy. up there, and it's a 16-hand horse. But the two of them together, if they ride by you, I don't know if you saw them together. But, oh, my God, they're tower above you. <laughs> oh, I've seen them. They are impressive. Yeah. And they they were a sight to behold. I mean, they were wonderful at Gladstone in 2012. Yeah, it's just yep. amazing to watch those two together. Tell me about Annie, though. Annie is your rider, and she's only, like, what, 17 years old? Just turned 17. Annie's a young rider, relatively new with um, Para, and I'm, I'm so excited we have... You know, several new young riders coming up the ladder here, and um, Annie has done a phenomenal job this year. She's been training with Heather for about a year now, 
and I saw her at Socrates uh, this season on her little horse Stuart, Stuart Little, you know, which is cute, cute little one blood. And since then, she went over to Europe, really got some competitive mounts going, and she qualified both horses for the selection trials in this past competition. So at the age of 17, at the age of 17, she could be going to the WEG this year? I I think she has a good shot at it. Oh, I do too. She is definitely a contender. She's impressive. I really didn't get a chance to talk to you at all, and I wanted to really um, get your impression of the whole power dressage competition. And the that was really the first CDI in 2014 qualifier event for the uh, World Equestrian Games in Normandy. I understand this was your first experience coaching a power dressage athlete. Am I right? Uh, yes, it was my first experience, and um, I mean, it was coaching just um, one athlete, so I didn't have to do the coaching the team, but I just had to do with coaching Annie PV, and I've uh, been working with her since uh, June of 2013, so it's been a wonderful experience and a lot of eye-opening um, stuff that, you know, how much the athletes have to overcome and um, just, you know, more than able-bodied riders and... It's been a really, it's been a really great experience so far. Yeah. What, what, what are some of those eye-opening um, things that you're talking about? I'm just curious, since we deal with it all the time. Well, just seeing as far as the eye-opening stuff, just like at the competition, seeing what some of the the riders, you know, what they're overcoming, some of their the things that they deal with, and and um, and their handicaps and. Um, just, just, just amazing how much they can rise to the occasion and learn and do what they do. I know you were instrumental in helping um, Annie with uh, acquiring or finding some, you know, really nice horses for the competition. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, and maybe Annie could chime in and 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 tell us about these horses. I was quite impressed. I, she's a young rider. Annie, you're only nineteen. Am I right? Seventeen. Seventeen. Well, you're mature. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. I tell you, those horses. You're you're lucky girl. Um, I love nice. love your horses, and I know you've worked hard. Um, so have it, tell me a, tell me a little bit about training these type of um, riders and and forming these horse rider partnerships. Well, I think it's always a bit of a of um of luck, you know. I mean we I think we got a little bit lucky and found a couple of horses that Annie clicks with really well. Um she's a really great rider and has come a long way since I've met her and yes she's only seventeen and a bit mm-hmm. and has um really gained a lot of strength both from the horses that she was riding that needed a bit more kind of a push than what is, you know, what's best for her. So she, but she, you know, really worked hard every day on those horses before we found the new ones, and she gained a lot of strength and stability in her body from running those horses. But the amount of pushing that they needed just wasn't appropriate for her with um, what she had to deal with with her left leg. So we wanted to find in our horse shopping trip horses that just had a little more natural sense of go. And like if she had to hold one back a little bit, that would be better for her than having to use a lot of strength in the legs to 
push them forward. So that was our main goal. And even mm-hmm. though like, the strength that she found in her body riding those horses that she had is um, still definitely a, um, a benefit to her riding still. And that she knows how to you know, use her body in a way to really add impulsion to her horse is really valuable. But the ones that she has now, she can um, ride in basically like a little more refined way, to, you know, to not have to keep encouraging the horses to understand how to stay in front of her. So that was our main goal. And um, it was a very good friend of mine that we met with in Europe to help us find the horses so she could sort of scout out the qualities in the horses that we needed before we got there. And um, I've known her for a very long time. Uh, I know her very well, and I trained her as a rider also. So it was pretty easy to say for her to find something for us. And um, she did a lot of the work for us. And then we got there and tried a few, and Annie just really clicked with a, with a couple of them, and they they worked out for us. Were you surprised? Um, I mean, I don't know if you have any other experience in any of the para riders in Europe, but were you surprised as to the quality that we needed and the um, virtually um, at the FEI level for para, it's very comparable to able body uh, to a degree. So were you surprised at the level of um, horses and, and, and competency in the riders? Yeah, I think that there's a, a very high level of horses um, in the para competitions. I haven't seen, um, you know, a, a lot of it yet. But what I saw at the competition in Wellington um, was the first CPEI that I've been to. And other than that, just a little bit, um, actually, just I've just seen more stuff online. I haven't been around it personally for very long until I met Annie. So this is my first um, experience by helping her through these competitions. So I am learning, like, what sort of level they're producing mm-hmm. and how nice the horses are. And I, you know, whether I was searching for um, a combination in paradressage or an able body, I would still want to first find a horse that really matches the rider. And, you know, it's nice that they're modern types and that they have really three basic good gates. And then I really think whether it's able body or para, it's a, it's a matter of, and the rider matching, it being the right pair together. And, you know, if, if they are leaning more towards the horses that come also with fancy gates, then, you know, I would be inclined to encourage the sport to go the way of making it more about rider skill. So I would do whatever I could to um, make it more about that. I think the horse should have three basic clean gates and very sound and you know, be a nice match with the, with each particular rider. I think it's absolutely the most important thing and, and what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Right, really, that is, you, you say that that is true. Because, um, um, a lot of people uh, really don't understand the sport, but it's really no different than able-bodied dressage. We ride the same 10-meter circles as able-bodied does. It's important that we know what the basics are have all the uh, training attributes that you would with able body. So, in training, Annie, did you have to make any um, compensating, you know, did you have to compensate in any way for her maybe deficiencies, her physical deficiencies? 
Um, well, certainly. Um, I mean, her, her left leg is not as strong as her right, so if it comes to something like a half pass to the right, and she has to be a little stronger with her left seat bone or her left leg, and she doesn't have the strength in the same way that I would or an able-bodied rider would, then we have to be a little clever and, um, you know, find exercises and find ways to, you know, have her gain as much awareness uh, in her body as possible and some dismounted exercises. Uh, we talk a lot about biomechanics, so with, whether it's Annie or an able-bodied student. And, um, you know, I work just with her a, a lot, and she tries to give me as much feedback as she can, you know, what's possible and what's not possible. And if it, and if it is, then I don't make any difference in the lessons with her than I do with anybody else. And if there's something that, you know, just doesn't quite work well enough to get the job done, then we can stop and we break it down to quite small pieces as far as talking about body awareness and control until we find a way for her to really, like, access enough control that makes it, you know, that gets the job done. So, I mean, I would say that there's, there's some compensation in her case, but she's mm-hmm. pretty clever at finding a way to um, figure it out and get it done, and she relates to her horses very well. So she has great feel and great timing, mm-hmm. and that's a big part of it, too. And she, she understands the horses, so we try to make it less physical and more sort of timing and mental, and mm-hmm. um, she, does, she does a great job of it. So, Annie, it's Regina. I just wanted to ask you, what did you think of your first big show down in Florida and that whole atmosphere and everything that needed to be done, especially you riding two horses um, in the competition? Not too many people do that because I know how exhausting it must be. So what, do you, what did you think? Um, it was a great experience with my new horses, and the show was, such a nice facility to be able to ride in and it went so smooth and it was just a good start with my new horses and looking Mm -hmm. forward to what they have in the future great what's your next uh thing that you have on your uh your plan um well besides the selection trials in june i'm Mm -hmm. showing them in the fbi juniors classes this weekend at a national show but for the able body. Great. So you'll do a little bit of that, and um, and you're all set for the WEG selection trials. You got your scores on both your horses, yeah. I believe. Um, so yeah, you'll be yeah. heading up to New Jersey. Yeah. How how excited are you about that? I'm very excited. <laughs> Good. And I hope. Excuse me, uh, Heather. You'll be with her all the way. I will. Yes, is uh, is absolutely. I will. We'll go to Glassstone together, and then um, for all the training, uh, you know, if she gets to go on from that, then I'll be with her for the journey to Europe as well. If, uh, if she gets that far, and I'm sure she will. <laughs> that, that's I'm right. counting on it. <laughs> great, great. Um, now, Annie, I noticed you had quite a um, quite an audience down in Florida last week, and I know I was there <laughs> um, at the show, and it seems like you get a great amount of support from your family, too. Can you tell us a little bit what that means? Because I know a lot of the the paraliders, some you know, got more young people coming in and to have um your support system there. What's what's that like? Oh, it's great. Everyone came down to watch me show. They're very nice and supportive and always they're cheering me on and always there for me. That was good. Awesome. Awesome. I think I heard, saw your mom holding her breath a little bit too. So. Oh yeah, she always she doesn't breathe. You wanna explain a little bit about um the um 
physical attributes of a grade three rider? Um, yes, like my, you mean like, like on my body, like my weaknesses? Yeah, your weaknesses and, um, um, you're riding some pretty powerful big horses. They, they look well over 17 hands. They were impressive. <laughs> yes, well, my whole left side is weak, but I work out with a trainer three times a week, so it, has to build up the strength that it's just not like my right side does. But my horses, my new horses and my old ones adjust very well and I just make different um, aids for them until we get everything we need. Uh, I want to thank you both Heather and Annie for uh, coming on the show and taking the time out of your, I'm sure, busy schedules to, um, to join us tonight. Oh, well, thank happy you to join much. you. Thanks for inviting us. Golden State Dressage Festival, April 3rd to the 6th, is our second um, domestic qualifier for the WEG at Rancho Murata, California. So we have several riders um, traveling from the East Coast to California to compete in this competition to add to our list of qualifiers for the, um, the World Equestrian Games. Yes, the second and last qualifier in the country. So we think everyone who couldn't make it to Florida is making it to California, and it should be uh, a great, great show. I'm just sorry I'm not going to be there. Maybe. Maybe I'll go. <laughs> it's California. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> is there wine there? Is that yes. So? Yeah, there is okay. wine in California. You'll be fine. Okay. You. <laughs> <laughs> I You'll digress so easily. <laughs> How many riders do you expect to show up in uh, New Jersey for the for the uh, selection trial? I think we're going to have at least 10, at least. Now, a lot of times with selection trials like that, you'll have a couple of days before the trial itself where you actually do clinics and seminars and things like that. Are you going to be able to accomplish that this year? Um, uh, they're going to be doing some clinics all through the summer up to that point. I okay. know that Kai has some clinics planned. We may um, take advantage of Clive um, Milkins from England who is coming over in May um, to the New England area. So I am hoping, and he is the British um, trainer that trained um, Sophie Christensen to a gold medal. So we're going to take advantage of his skills with several of our um, Riders, uh, sometime in May. Yeah, he's kind of a big deal um, in your world. He's, he's, he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> big deal. And, and Glenn, at the same time, the WEG selection trials are going on. Our, our para nationals are being run together with the WEG. So, if, okay. even if we only have like 10 or 12 or 14, um, riders looking for a spot on a WEG team, there's going to be a lot of riders there that are just there um, for their national championship. Right, Perhaps right. they didn't get their qualifying scores for yeah, WEG, right. but they will so, still be there. And you know they what? Have up to 20 riders. Gladstone is one of those places. I know that a lot of the land has been cut out and they've really been encroached upon uh, from the way it was 30 years ago. But when you still go to Gladstone, you're, you're go- it, it feels like you're walk- still walking into history. Oh, yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And our show, um, the Paris show, the National Wake Selection Trials, are, are it's a standalone competition. 
so it's during the week. We will be in the main arena. It's going to be quiet, and we would love for people to come out and um, and join us um, during the week. I mean, just go out to see Gladstone. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and it happens to be a a World of Question Game selection trial going on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. By the way. It's like a hotel. It's just so beautiful, the um, brass and the tile work. Oh, I would live there. I would live in the barn. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> it's cleaner than but my wait, house. Is, is there wine there, though? Wait, yeah. oh, shoot. I oh, yeah, there's that. wine there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we make the Paris town seem sound like a bunch of drunks, but they really aren't. <laughs> We're uh, not. We're just a bunch of fun. Now, your coach, on the other hand, I can't, I can't speak for her. I really can't. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no speak English. I want to leave my chair in the park a lot again. <laughs> Or well, lock guys, ourselves out of the condo. <laughs> it's been fun uh, having you on again. We really appreciate you joining us here on the Horse Radio Network and the Dressage Radio Show once a month. Of course, you can find all of the show notes uh, for the Dressage Radio Show at dressageradioshow.com. All of our past episodes are there as well. And you can follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. I want to thank everybody who has become an HRN auditor. That is sort of a membership program that we have going now where you can help support uh, the the hosts and everybody here at the Horse Radio Network. We're looking at expanding even some more, and with your help, that can happen quicker. Uh, You can help for as little as a dollar a month, and we have all kinds of benefits that we are offering out to our auditors, including a -a once-a-month blooper reel from all the different shows, including Hope and Regina from today. All the bloopers will be in there for all of the auditors to hear. I didn't tell them about that before the show started. I love it. Me too. I want to do it over again now. (laughs) Now I'm hoping that all the hosts screw up, so I actually have some bloopers. Um, uh, we can and, do that if you want. Yeah, no, it's not a problem. It's, <laughs> it happens normally. So we're going to do that as well as some other fun things that we're doing for the auditors. So thank you to all the auditors that have signed up already. We really appreciate your support. And where can people find out about more about the United States Paraquestrian Association? At the USPEA.org. And, and also, on Facebook. Yeah, there you go. Also oh, on and Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah, right. don't forget and that. Twitter. And Twitter. You can follow them on all those places. Just go to uspea.org. And don't forget to check out all the rest of other shows on the Horse Radio Network. There's 11 of them at horseradionetwork.com. Oh, wait. I, I came up with a, I have a clever little Oh, you have a clever thing. closing? I, oh, yeah. I want to hear it. All right. Go. Oh, you do too? All right. We'll yeah. do them both. We'll do them both. Uh, Regina, you yes. first. A horse is like a violin. First, it must be tuned. And when tuned, it must be accurately played. That's that's very good. Okay. When you go to take your partner in the arena, make sure you are leading, but you are united in the dance. Very good. Two great closings. Very nice. Hey, you know, what other show do you get two closings in the Paris show? I don't know. No other show. Thank you, guys. (laughs) 